Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. So I'm obligated to tell you that this isn't my story. It's my aunt's, but it's still scary as f This all started in the fall of 1998. I don't remember much as I was eight years old at the time, but I do know what my aunt told me. And now that it's been so long, it's probably safe to tell this story. She and her ex, whom I called my uncle up until this point, lived in a small, one-bedroom apartment in a fairly nice area of town. There were definitely some more rough areas not far from there, but their complex was gated, and you needed a code to get in. Anyway, around early October, quite a few people, including my aunt, began reporting that they were seeing a suspicious man around the complex. He was caught looking into windows of people's apartments, and their cars as well as the storage areas, and management was able to confirm that he didn't live there. This all happened until around Halloween, when things really went off the rails. According to my uncle, he caught the man snooping around my aunt's car and decided then to confront him. And the man ran away, according to my uncle. When he ran, he dropped a bag that my uncle brought into their apartment. He wouldn't let my aunt open it, as he claimed that he was going to turn it into the police, which we had thought he had, as one day he no longer had the bag in his possession anymore. Months go by, and this man is still creeping around, but only near my aunt and uncle's apartment, cars, storage area, but nowhere else. My aunt had called the police many times, and by the time they'd show up, the man would always be gone. It's now January of 1999, and here's the part that I remember, as I was at my Nana's when this happened. My aunt called my grandpa in absolute hysterics, she caught the man with his face pressed on the glass of her bedroom window, watching her while my uncle was away on a work trip. When he realized he was caught in the act, he tried to break open her window and get inside. My grandpa grabbed his 45 and headed out to the car with my Nana and I following him, begging him the entire way to let the cops handle it, and if he was going to go anyway, to leave his gun at home. But he didn't. It took quite a few hours for my grandpa to finally return home, but when he did, this is what he told us. 
This man was in the apartment complex dealing drugs. My uncle stole his supply and refused to give it back or pay him for it. We later found out this was because he was using it himself, as well as selling. So that man was planning to kidnap my aunt, among other things, to get his money. And while I'd like to say that this is the thing that made her divorce him, that wouldn't be true. They unfortunately stayed married for another 10 years after this. What a relationship. I'll start my story by saying that I'm a 29-year-old female from a small town in northern Tennessee. The kind of town where everyone knows everyone. The kind where you have to drive 30 minutes to an hour to a job that pays a living wage. So when my dad started his new job about nine years ago, he found out he was working at the same place as a friend he knew growing up, Barry. I'll also tell you that I was bullied a lot growing up, so I took compliments as jokes mostly. So when I first met Barry, he would compliment me and tell me how pretty I was. I think I was 20 at the time. And I always thanked him for the kind words, though I didn't pay them much mind at the time. As time went on though, the compliments got more intense. He would say he'd love to be with a woman my size. I'd always do my best to laugh it off. I never said a thing. This went on at company picnics and holiday parties that I went to with my dad for about four years. Then I got a job with the same company, in the same department, as Barry. Things were okay for the three months that he trained me. He still complimented me daily, and I thanked him for the compliments. After my training, I went to the night shift, and only saw him for about 30 minutes of overlap per shift. Then seven months into the job, my boyfriend and I broke up. Barry was sympathetic at first. Then he became a different person. His compliments became more focused on my body and not my face. He would stare at certain body parts while speaking to me and cock his head to the side while standing behind me if I had to bend down to pick something up. As a woman in a prominently male work environment, I was used to being stared at. But this, this was excessive. When I became single, he would also ask me about my sexual history, my preferences in the bedroom, if I'd be with a man of his age, early 50s, or a man of his size, about 5 foot 5 and over 300 pounds. He'd become frustrated when I told him no. Declining everything he asked me never stopped him though. He just upped his game. He'd start talking about me and my body to other people at work and asking them questions about me or trying to get them to ask me the questions he wanted answers to. He did this numerous times to my best friend, who we'll call Jay for privacy reasons. Well, luckily for me, Jay just so happened to have a massive crush on me. He'd never do anything Barry asked of him, and he always told me everything Barry said or did. This continued on for around eight months, and then Barry came to the night shift. So my 30 minutes with him became a full eight hours. He would start telling me all about his sexual history, unprompted of course. The questions, comments, and staring never stopped. Just to give you an example, this man asked me if he won the lottery, would I sleep with him for money? I said no. He offered me $1,000 one time to have sex with him. I also said no, 
telling him that there is no amount of money in the world to make me sleep with him. He got mad at that. He'd asked for nude pictures, which I of course declined. He'd asked Jay to try to sleep with me and take pictures and videos, but he also said no. This all led to me constantly being stressed out, always looking over my shoulder to see if Barry was in my presence. I'm a very petite woman, and all my work clothes at the time were about two sizes too large. I did that on purpose so you could... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Didn't see my body shape at all. I did that to try to make him stop staring. But it didn't matter. He still did. I stopped talking to him. I stopped being around him. But he continued. His comments were just to other people in the building. Mainly Jay. It came to a breaking point one week when my supervisor told me that my department had to work one weekend. Alone. Just Barry and myself on our shift. I begged him not to make me come in. I told him I would call out and take a point or whatever I had to do. I told him how scared I was to be alone with that man. I told him no man should be alone in a building this size, with a single woman, period. He listened and canceled the overtime. He made sure I was never alone with Barry without a third person around. I finally broke down and told HR about it all. That turned out to be a waste of time, though. It continued for six more months. But thankfully, I was on medical leave for surgery for a few of those months. Then in November of last year, the right person on my shift heard me crying and complaining to Jay about everything before, and they complained to HR on my behalf. They finally opened an investigation. They asked me a ton of questions, and my answers filled up two notebook pages front and back of just the comments and questions from Barry over three years. They asked Jay a ton of questions as well and a few other people who worked around us. Three days later, Barry was finally let go for harassment. He threatened me the day they put him on suspension for the investigation, and he was then banned from company property, unless he wanted to be arrested. I filed a no-contact order against Barry, and haven't heard from him in over a year. Jay finally told me that Barry had admitted to him at one point shortly before he was let go, that if he ever got me alone, he was going to assault me, 
do ungodly things to me, and then just leave my body somewhere. So I'm extremely grateful to my supervisor for not letting that happen to me. I had to type all this out twice to get my thoughts in order. The thing that bothers me a lot is that Barry had a daughter a year younger than me, and she had nothing to do with him when I knew him. I can't help but wonder what abuse he possibly put her through growing up. It's been over a year since all this came to an end. I'm no longer scared at work. I'm not on edge or stressed out. I'm not living in baggy-ass clothes anymore. But as long as Barry is living and breathing in my hometown, I will not live there. He's made a lot of enemies in that small town because of this. That happens in a small town, when your parents know everyone, including the sheriff. Oh, and about Jay. His massive crush paid off, and we're now engaged. I've never felt safer with anyone in my life. So Barry, the pervert who made my work life hell for three years, let's never meet again. And to any other girl or woman who is being harassed at work, don't be afraid to speak up. I promise you, it's worth it to tell someone. I, a 27-year-old female, went backpacking alone over the recent long weekend, which was a 10 out of 10 beautiful. The second night, I camped at a gorgeous high-elevation lake, which could also be accessed by a short, less-than-one-mile trail. So there were a few other campers and several people who were just day hiking or fishing. It was late afternoon at this point, and I was sitting around my camp reading when a guy, I'll say mid-twenties, walked by carrying a fishing pole and a small cooler. I didn't think much of it, but five to ten minutes later, he doubled back and came to say hi. I said hi and went back to reading, but without warning, he sat down on the stump next to me. I was completely taken aback at this invasion of my space. He started asking me questions that were really just statements, but in a creepy, amused tone, like, So you're just reading? Then he looked behind me, noticed my tent, and said, Oh, you're staying the night here alone? I didn't say anything in response to this in particular, but it's obvious that I was. It's hard to explain, but his vibe was just really off. I was so uncomfortable that I couldn't even really form words or tell him I was trying to be alone to get him to leave. I was honestly paralyzed. His eyes were so dead and dark and just drilling into me. I just responded with uh-huhs or yep or something along those lines and tried to pretend I was still reading. Without warning, he pulls out and cracks a beer, lights a cigarette, and just starts blowing it at me. At this point, I'm so uncomfortable, and I've stopped responding. Soon another hiker wandered by, and he strikes up a conversation with him. I take this opportunity to grab my water filter and bladder and pretend that I need to go get water. I went to the shore, filtered some water super slowly, and saw him walk away to go sit with a new guy, which made me super relieved, except that he kept looking in my direction. I came back eventually got inside my tent, and for about 20 minutes, everything was just fine. I had the rain fly pulled back and was watching the sunset and loosely organizing my things when he popped out from behind my tent and stood maybe a foot from my door, just looking down at me. He didn't say anything, but just started laughing really creepily 
fakely again. I asked what, and his response was, just enjoying the sight, taking it all in. I felt literally sick to my stomach, and finally responded with something like, I'm taking a nap now, so have a good night. He laughed again, but luckily strolled off. Later I saw him still wandering around the camp with no real purpose, still looking in my direction often. I had no cell service, but I wrote down his last name, at least what was written on his cooler, and I remembered where he said he was from while talking to another hiker. I kept these things just in case. I also slept with my pocket knife close by. I debated leaving camp that night, but ended up staying and just leaving super early in the morning in case he decided to come back. Now, normally while backpacking, I think the worst thing that could happen is I might run into a bear or sprain an ankle. And maybe this doesn't seem so bad when you're listening to it, but this was truly one of the most unsettling experiences I've ever had in the backcountry. I don't know where this guy came from, I don't know what made him want to strike up a conversation with me, but like I said, his vibe was completely off. I'm sure I'll be back out there soon, enjoying nature once again, but hopefully somewhere far, far away from this guy. <laughs>